All right, you are joining the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club community or conservative hour of power. And uh, wow, I'm really upset today. Um, Enlightenment Salon. We're standing out in front of Central Peninsula Hospital and uh, with a group of hardy Alaskans who are protesting the hospital not giving uh, patients access to therapeutic treatment options. And there's uh, a woman in the hospital right now who has um, been given a 10% chance of surviving her COVID illness and has asked repeatedly for uh, therapeutics and has been denied those. Her family is down here on the corner. They're pretty broke up, upset, and uh, we'll hear from them in the next week or two. Um, but uh, we want to let you guys know about what's going on. You know, we hear about this in the well, we hear about this in national news, and we don't think it's going to come home and hit us here. And uh, it has hit us here. And so we're just encouraging people to come down to the Central Peninsula Hospital and show your support for this family and do some, some, uh, some, some good by raising awareness and attention. Um, we have April Orth here with us. Uh, April just went up to uh, Anchorage, or was it the Valley, April? No, it was Anchorage. We went to Anchorage for the early COVID, uh, COVID uh, early treatment alliance uh, symposium that uh, they had this weekend. They had Dr. Malone, Dr. Nash, Dr. Cole, Dr. Uso, um, Dr. Uh, Li Mingying uh, from China. Uh, she was under very high security there this weekend. There were over 1,200 medical professionals and civilians that showed up for the conference. It was absolutely stunning. And the information that they provided us was that early, uh, early treatment is the key um, and to provide alternatives. They said that um, <clears throat> one of the only treatments in the hospital is radisafir and that the hospitals get a 20% bonus every time that they administer that drug, but it's known to destroy the kidneys. The only other drug you can get is the monoclonal antibodies, which I was on the fence about until they broke it down and I, I got a complete understanding of them and found them to be very effective for the treatment, early treatment of COVID. You have options. You have um, the vitamins, which they're, per, they're refusing to give in the hospital, which um, is very advantageous, advantageous to help people recover from this uh, virus and the uh, secondary effects that um, you experience with them. Um, it was a ton of information. We didn't. Uh, I, I understand people did not see it in the news, um, but um, now it, that that information is still available. As I understand, they have recorded it, recorded video of it, and it's available online. And tomorrow we're going to have uh, April good. in the studio, yeah. and she's going to be talking more about the conference and giving more in-depth information about what she learned there. But uh, the doctors and speakers that came and presented, these are world-renowned uh, and internationally known medical professionals with a lot of information. There goes, uh, there goes somebody uh, honking in support. And, um, you know, we just want to remind folks, come down here to Central Peninsula uh, hospital and show your support for this family. Show support for medical liberty. Uh, if we don't step up uh, for for the folks that are suffering now, who's going to be left to step up for us 
when we need their help. So together, standing uh, in righteous solidarity together, uh, we can uh, be heard, we can be seen, and we will persevere and prevail. If we don't do this and we stand alone, uh, we will fall one by one. History has shown us this over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just important to, to come down to the Central Peninsula Hospital. Thank you, April, uh, for all that you're doing in the community. And um, we look forward to hearing your, your, uh, your testimony and experience of what happened this, this last week. Um, it's my understanding that these folks also had a, a private meeting with the governor. And for those who've been watching the news, you'll have noticed that, uh, hopefully you've noticed that there's been an executive order that came out right after that meeting where the governor, Governor Dunleavy, is finally, finally stepping up and pushing back at least a little bit against uh, these uh, illegal and unconstitutional mandates. So um, check, that, check us out. And um, we're going to go ahead and mosey on down the street and talk to some folks and, and talk to them about why they stepped out. Um, Ma'am, are you willing to tell, talk a little bit about today, what brought you down here to, to the, the hospital? I'm a close friend with the family, close with Christy. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, you know, we all, we all think that the, the medical establishment, we rely on them. We have a really nice hospital here in this community. And, you know, I know that when I get sick, I want to be able to be able to rely on this place to, to help me out. But, you know, I don't know a lot about the story, but in this case, it sounds like that's not what's happening. It's not the case. Um, it seems like they're like just about every other hospital across our country right now that's just being paid off. You know, we've got the we've got the drugs and the and the medicines that will cure this, and they're refusing to take part in it. Yeah. Well, Christy, you know, a couple weeks ago, um, actually closer to a month ago, I had the opportunity to talk to the oldest uh, uh, operating uh, uh, pharmacy in Fairbanks. And I talked to the head pharmacist and owner there, and I asked him if a doctor wrote a script for um, uh, any of these preventative or therapeutic uh, medications, if he would fill it, and he said, absolutely not. And I asked him why not, and he said, because the CDC and the NIH had declared that, that uh, things like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, zithromycin, you know, some of these other things, um, that they were off-label uses. And I asked him what other medications, what other uh, prescriptions that were written did he deny for off-label use, and he wouldn't answer the question. And that was startling to me. So I appreciate you coming down here. And, you know, this strikes really close to home, and people are reluctant. Um, people are, are upset. They're, 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 you know, the, our medical information is private and it's so private that you know when you talk to people about the struggles they're going through or their families going through as difficult as it is they they have a difficult time talking about it because for forever we've known that this is private we just don't talk about our health to strangers and and people on the street and i appreciate you talking today christy and um you know, uh, we need to have our voices heard. So let us know in the future if, if there's something that you'd like the folks to know. We have a, a podcast that is every Saturday. This is our first live podcast. So we're doing it from the street here, and we just want to get the word out. So God bless you for getting the word out. Thank you so much. Take care.
All right, so I'm walking around with my son Thomas here. If you hear rocks being smashed on icicles, that's that's uh, my son Thomas. He came out to help uh, help distribute cups. We're bringing down some hot chocolate to the volunteers. It's not a terribly cold day, but there is snow on the ground, and uh, the sun is out. And um, uh, there's a good good number of people down here. If I had to guess, without counting here on the air, we've got probably 20 people that have come out to uh, taken some of their time and their uh, their uh, their public uh, presence, I guess, to, to come and talk to people. Um, I'm going to see if I can talk to somebody else here. How are you doing? Not too bad. So um, I am recording. Actually, I'm broadcasting a podcast right now. It's called The Conservative Hour of Power. And it's published by uh, Amocan Coffee, and um, we're just out today to talk to folks about what's happening with the uh, the protests down here and raise awareness uh, for those who are listening. Uh, do you feel comfortable telling us a little yeah. bit about why you're out today? Yeah. So I came down here because my good buddy Drew, his mom's hospitalized with COVID, and they're trying to get alternative treatments for her COVID, and they are telling her no, no, no. I think you've asked. Today was the fifth time they've asked them to either give her even ivermectin hydrochloroxine or even something as simple as vitamin c and vitamin d the doctor straight up told him that he's never heard of vitamin c or vitamin d benefiting your immune system wow yeah well that's that's pretty ridiculous that's ludicrous i mean i mean my grandmother my my mother you know every 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 mom on the planet knows you boost your kids immune system with vitamin c Vitamin D, chicken noodle soup, yeah, 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 good nutrition, lots of rest, hydration, all these things that we've been told our whole lives are effective at fighting the flu and fighting colds, which that's really all SARS-CoV is, you know, yes, it's a very infectious one, but ultimately, isn't that what we're talking about today? Oh, yeah, it's highly survivable, no mean, they're just doing extreme measures, I don't even think it's about health, it's about politics and control. Politics, control, yeah. I, I would argue money. Did you know that the Peninsula Hospital here received $14 million? I was not aware. $14 million for COVID treatment. And uh, and every person that gets checked into the hospital here with, with a COVID infection and gets admitted, they get paid a tremendous amount of money for that. Yeah, so you wouldn't want people getting better. You wouldn't want other things out there that are going to keep you from getting that money. Well, you would hope that uh, that a doctor's moral compass would be, you know, somewhere deep inside of their soul. But, yeah. you know, the more and more I hear about these stories, the more and more I, I'm questioning the souls of the people in these, these uh, institutions. Now, I'll tell you what. I've talked to some medical professionals, some, some nursing staff and people in respiratory therapy and stuff, and they're not happy. Yeah. Because because they're watching administrators and doctors make these orders and refuse these drugs, and they want to do what's right, but yeah. they're being threatened with their jobs and their livelihoods, and if they speak up too loud, they get smacked down, and and so uh, we appreciate you coming out today. Oh yeah, of course, man. And um, appreciate you being willing to to talk on on the air. Let's read your sign here. Okay. Your sign says uh, coercion is criminal. And that's uh, from the Nuremberg Code in 1947. For those of you who aren't up on your history, Nuremberg Code came out of the Nuremberg Trials where they tried Nazis for war crimes when they did illegal experimentation on prisoners of war in their concentration camps and medical facilities. And, um, you know, uh, much like Dr. Fauci did 
uh, to the foster kids when he was testing AIDS vaccinations and medications. Yeah, I'd heard about that. And then the Beagles. The Beagles, yeah. And then they're, I think they're close to getting uh, gain of function. You know, the, the crazy thing is, is that, is that uh, you know, nobody really thinks about kids. The, the history of our country is when kids are being abused or, or mistreated, our country unfortunately has not stood up for kids oh yeah you'll more, more and, than likely find people who pretend like they care about kids and well it, it's the the american humane society yeah. had to first get legislation passed through congress to protect animals before congress would protect kids that's just so backwards yeah yeah so so today's today's modern uh social services programs and child protection programs that are out there they're founded on animal rights activism they'll so the dog out of abusive home before they pull the so kid. so we're sitting here saying hey leave our kids alone nobody's listening to us so they break this story about beagles and now everybody's upset yeah you know go figure right yeah yeah people care more about animals than they do humans these days. well thank you guys uh you know tune in on saturday uh you can come into the shop and you can actually participate in the show in person we put that right out in the in the living room there and and encourage public participation um, but we're trying to get the word out, and we appreciate you being willing to step up. You guys ever up. get on uh, Michael Duke? Uh, yeah, we have been on Michael Duke's before. Um, uh, I have a couple of times. Uh, we were just approached by uh, Christian Radio Broadcasting Group up in Anchorage uh, talking to us about uh, uh, potentially publishing uh, the podcast to their weekly show. That would be awesome. Uh, so, you know, it's important. We do have a voice. Yeah. We do have a voice, and we have we have the ability to be heard. We just have to do what you're doing. Take some oh, yeah. time out of your day and come down here and stand in the... Actually, it's not too bad now. It's no. nice and warm out here. It ain't raining. It's, it's not raining. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and right. work on down the sidewalk here and talk to a couple of other folks. All right, I'm Thanks a lot, a guys. Hey guys. So I am I am uh, broadcasting the man live. On the street. Yeah, the man on the street. Live. We're broadcasting you live. Give your flag so you can see. You want to you want to hold that flag? Okay. So uh, I just walked up to a, a group of gentlemen here. Um, and uh, you mind if I read your sign? Sure. Yeah. All right. So this sign says treatments available. MyFreeDoctor.com, C19Protocols.com, and AAPSOnline.org. So if you have a loved one with COVID or you, you perceive that they might be getting COVID or maybe they're just sick with, I don't know, the flu if that still exists and uh, want to do some preventative care so that you don't get your immune system lowered to where you do get COVID, check out those websites. Um, so, gentlemen, we're down here today because there's a woman laying in a hospital bed in our community hospital here who has asked no less than five times for therapeutic treatment options. And the hospital has declined her and told her no. And, and I talked to a gentleman who's close to the family who just said that they even asked for things like vitamin C and vitamin D, which grandma knew that that was good for us so why isn't it good for the hospital the hospital said that they never heard or saw any proof that those things would help actually i have something to say on that yeah they, i know 100 percent that they gave to us, someone that i know that i grew up with they gave he was he was on his deathbed with covid in this hospital 
and they asked for ivermectin as well just like this lady is and they denied that which is illegal they have a right to try so the hospital's breaking the law but anyways they the his family while he, they're about to pull the plug his family contacted a functional medicine doctor and and got some advice and what to ask for and they got this hospital to give a high dose iv vitamin c d and zinc and it worked and now he's alive because of it he's alive right now because they did that so they're if they've already done it and they've seen it work they've Precedent. seen it work there's precedence now and now if they actually say if they refuse get the mrs gibbs the same treatment that they gave someone else that worked that's manslaughter that's criminal they know these people know that it works and they're denying it they're denying all these other treatments why why are they acting like this like why are they not respecting the law when it, it's it's worked a high dose IV vitamin c works well i, I don't know if uh, i know one of you is a believer i know for sure uh, there's another believer uh but you know that there's a there's this there's this uh book that's been a, <coughs> a book that's been around for a while <coughs> you might have heard it. it it's called the bible and in the bible it says that uh while while money isn't necessarily evil the the love of money is evil and i i have a stinking suspicion here that uh you know 14 million dollars worth of, worth of uh incentive that was given to this hospital for COVID care had a lot of strings attached to it. Yep. Fourteen million dollars. You don't you just go. you don't just drop fourteen million dollars on a small community hospital like this without any strings. Yep. And uh, you know this is not the first story of patients in this hospital being denied care. Um, you know there there are laws on the books that say that you as a patient have the right to an advocate. Are you aware of that, mm -hmm. medical advocate? So. Uh, and you can name your own medical advocate. And I talked to a woman the other day who was named as the medical advocate for her mother-in-law. They went into this hospital. Mother-in-law was elderly and had severe COVID. And as she uh, tried to advocate for her mother-in-law, she said things that the doctor didn't like. So the doctor had her barred from the hospital and denied her the opportunity to be part of the plan of care for that patient who ultimately died later on here here and and that patient had requested a life flight a med flight up to anchorage to be treated in a different hospital because they were concerned about the quality of care and some of the decisions doctors here are making they refused the transfer? and they refused the transfer that, that is that's illegal that's so illegal right there they that they told right they there. told the elderly woman they said they said well do you have fifty thousand dollars and she had the the insurance that the life flight insurance which it would have would have cost her 25 bucks for the flight right because yeah. they pay the monthly fee on their insurance right yeah and she ultimately died in this hospital because of their lack of care yeah there goes a supportive uh supportive uh commuter here so um well we really appreciate you guys coming out we've got another sign that says treat early another one that says wake up cpgh you know i wish it was as simple as wake up i think that they are i think they're actually woke i i think they're no. part of this woke movement that says you know my ideas my thoughts my rights trump yours and it's about control it's not about medical care no, it's not. and that's it that's about it's about corruption it's it's corruption you know um this thing hasn't been about health care for two years here's yeah. the uh, the two word latin phrase qui bono 
Who benefits? Yep. Who benefits? Qui oh. bono? Yep. Yes. Pretty good. Pretty good use of the, the old the old Latin language there. Yes. Yeah. Who's benefiting from the rejection of early outpatient treatment of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin? Who who are the people that are are benefiting from that? Right. Nah, in America, big pharma. Because in order to get an emergency use authorization for their vaccine, you have to have no effective outpatient treatment. That's Including what, uh, hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. Ivermectin, exactly. Right, well, I'm sure that you fellas have heard about the, the results of ivermectin in Uttar or Uttar Pradesh, where 241 million Indians, Indians, yeah. Indians in, the, in the most densely populated, largest state in India by population, they they rolled out a protocol that heavily depended on ivermectin yes. and lo and behold their covid numbers crashed just since the summer yeah yeah, yeah. so the death rate the, the death, death rate, rate just completely crashed is what you're well saying. and yeah and 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 they and most important. well well and then they also i think it was three weeks ago they said they only had 99 cases in the whole awesome. the whole state Right. So cases and deaths crashed. And all of yeah, everything, yeah. everything. Yeah. And they said that the, 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 the active cases that they had, many of those people were coming in from other regions, right. you know, seeking help or coming in for business or whatever, and they brought it with them. But, but the point is, is that, you know, 241 million people, that's like 73 or 78% of the population of the entire United States. Right. Right. And they effectively killed COVID in the space of a month great news you know and and so we we have to you know that you treat early in the first four days of the onset of symptoms that's when all of these uh, early outpatient treatments are most effective so as soon as you think you're positive for covid you need to take ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine it's an ionopore which helps the zinc get into the cell and kill the virus so it's effective treatment uh it's been proven internationally and so America just is in, the, in, in bed with uh, Big Pharma. That's the sad truth. It's the money. Follow the money. Well, I would, I would ask our listeners to keep putting the pressure on the Dunleavy administration. Um, we just talked with April Orth a minute ago about the, uh, the, the uh, uh, conference that was just held in Anchorage at the Change Point Church. And apparently the governor had had... Um, uh, a private meeting with them and shortly thereafter he uh, put out his probably his most strongly worded administrative or executive order um, talking about mandates and and access and and that sort of stuff but it's still not strong enough Mm -hmm. and uh, and Ann Zink is is writing and 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 being uh, reported and I think the Washington Post or you know it's one of those those far left um, uh, news outlets and so she's climbing the ranks you know, um, I would not be surprised to see Anzink promoted out of the state of Alaska into the National Health Service and and occupy some high level, you know, position like Dr. Fauci well, enjoys today. In there. She was a university professor just last year. Who was that? Walensky, who's the head of the CDC. Yeah, she's. Uh, yeah, she's so so it's you know if you're a good foot soldier for the fascists, you get promoted. And uh, Dunleavy needs to realize that he's surrounded by fascists. And he needs to get that, those folks out of his administration. He needs to send them back and looking for another job. And we need to have some common sense, uh, treatment-focused uh, options. We're not saying don't get vaccinated. We're saying the choice is yours and liberty should be the, the ruling determinant in any conversation about, about COVID. Right. That's well said. Well, and 
yeah, like he was just saying, the most important part is we need to hold our medical system and hospitals accountable to the simple laws of the right to try laws. That's, that's what's going on right now. And that's what's, that's what's keeping this whole thing going is because all the, we don't have control of our hospitals anymore. And they're not respecting the law. But once we, if we put pressure and keep putting pressure on this hospital administration, then we'll be able to help people, keep people from dying, and at the same time uncover a lot of crap that's going on. So. Now, I, I don't fully understand uh, all the inner workings of how the, os the hospital here is set up, but I, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the borough owns the hospital yeah. and that the, the funded uh, by it's funded money. by taxpayer money and that the administration is actually a contracted agent that uh, that manages the hospital exactly. much like Providence does right. you know I used to work for Providence uh, healthcare systems when they they took over the Valdez Regional Health Authority Hospital in Valdez and came in and it was exactly. a Providence managed hospital I believe the hospital in in a Homer or not Homer but uh, the hospital in Seward is a Providence hospital I believe the hospital in Kodiak is a Providence yeah yeah so so, uh, you know, um, it would be interesting to get Mayor Charlie Pierce and the council to weigh in on this. I would encourage you, gentlemen, I believe the next council meeting is, uh, is coming up here shortly. Um, it's either the 9th or the 22nd. I, I can't. Next Tuesday. Is it next? Yeah, next Tuesday. And um, so I know there's a group of folks that are going to be down there uh, delivering a citizen's declaration of medical liberty to them and I would encourage people on the Central Peninsula and, and even across Alaska to turn out to that meeting either online or in person and have take full advantage of the public comments uh, period and demand uh, some transparency with this this administration they signed a contract to provide services to the residents of the Kenai Peninsula and if they're declining to uh, or denying services they're in breach of their contract they're in breach of the law no, they're in breach of their law the hippocratic breach of the law not to mention the hippocratic oath of do no harm right right yeah this right. is this is very harmful I wanted to mention something that, that my wife researched because we're interested in facts and data we, they, the reason they're pushing mandates for vaccine, vaccine is because it's uh, ostensibly effective for preventing the uh, yeah, preventing uh, the onset of disease and the transmission of disease. More and more data is now emerging that the uh, Moderna and Pfizer vaccines are not, uh, they're not durable and they are not preventing transmission or contraction of the disease. My wife, uh, using State of Alaska's own data, looked at the percentage of hospitalizations and death from last December in the state of Alaska. How many cases were there? How many hospitalizations were there? And how many deaths? And those three bucket statistics for anybody who cares to look at it, it's exactly the same from December till uh, October of 2021. So December 2020 all the way up to 2021, there's less than 1% uh, fatality in the state of Alaska from, from the number of cases. In, after we've had an entire nine months of vaccination, you, you can't argue that the vaccines are being effective statistically. So why would you ever mandate something that's ineffective? Right. That's well, and you know, one of the stories that I think is not getting enough coverage here is is the good, uh, the hardworking frontline people in the hospital, the nurses, the, the, the orderlies, the, the housekeeping staff, the folks that make the hospital what it is. You know, by percentage, you know, there's only a handful of doctors. 
and and there's a whole community of people that stand under uh, you know under the uh, direction of those doctors and the administration to support the mission of the hospital but those people really are powerless they're and scared they're scared and they're scared to death and you know the story that's not being talked about i just i i had two uh bed and breakfasts in anchorage i just closed our final our second one this last week um but uh, i sold all the furniture from that to a company that was tooling up uh some facilities to house um these nurses that they're bringing in from out of state to replace the nurses that they're firing for not taking the vaccine and there's a huge uh, influx the state has taken a tremendous amount of money from the feds i think the number i heard was around 83 million dollars to to import medical uh workers to, and they're to they're, replace alaskan to, jobs. to, to replace, replace alaskan jobs yeah career jobs. career alaskan uh medical professionals the state our state is spending 80 million dollars yes. of our taxpayer money yes. Yes. to bring in yes. people from out of state to some. take Alaskans jobs yep. yeah do you want some irony to go with that the 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 medical staff that's coming in to replace the people they fired do not have a mandate there's oh. some irony they don't have to yeah. take the vaccine that's so so if you weren't mad before now there's your reason yeah. so this you know you know and and when we listen to joe biden talk about uh places like new york where this is already a reality very much so where lots of people have lost their jobs um they they uh uh joe biden's answer is the national guard we're going to replace everybody and everything with the national guard right, of course. so this raises some questions in my mind you know well you know there's this uh, there's this uh, there's this uh it's a state jurisdiction that's right but there's this principle called posse comitatus and that is where the 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 uh military cannot be used against the people uh to put down um unrest or to police the people and that has been one of joe biden's other statements is that as police leave the force and retire out or are fired because they won't take the mandate um, that they're going to replace those positions with National Guardsmen. Now we're going to have National Guardsmen and women roaming the streets with, uh, you know, uh, M16s and and the other uh, the other uh, crowd dispersing uh, tools that they have, you know, armored vehicles to to control a population that, uh, mark my words, is going to become more and more distressed and more and more agitated and irritated at at uh, the abuse of power and and um the the uh just the complete trampling of our rights and our liberties let's face it this this 100 employee mandate came out the week that they were desperate to change the subject off of afghanistan's debacle this was a crass political move to change the subject it wasn't thought through nobody had any idea what this uh, the economic impact is going to be of forced mandates and it's absolutely unconstitutional and most people can basically tell the government to just hey do whatever you think you have to do but we're just we'll just close our business the federal contractors are now not reporting to their contracted duties because they can't find the employees because they're either being laid off or just looking for other work seeing the mandates well you know a, a big a popular um, uh, uh, tactic of the left is to dox people that they don't like people who do things that they find displeasurable or counter to their narrative and their motive motivations their political ideology 
and I, you know, I think it's time to start doxing uh, some of these hospital administrators and these these doctors that are running places like CPGH, not to the benefit of the community, but to the benefit of their their corporate shareholders. And uh, and we need to hold our elected officials, the borough assembly, the mayor, uh, anybody else in that in that um, that uh, leadership position, Mr. Machiki, who drove by just a minute ago. He's driven by. Tw- he's driven by twice. Well, you know, no, Mr. No, no, Mr. Machiki. Well, well, you know, Mr. Machiki cannot resist the limelight, but uh, you have to watch him very closely. I don't think uh, so. You know, he threatened me uh, through my dad, <laughs> and we did a uh, we did a podcast. Yeah. We did a podcast about that at one point. And, um, you know, he didn't like some of the criticism that I was giving him on his voting record. But if you look back at Senate Bill 3006, which was the telemedicine bill that talked specifically about the certificate of need, okay, the certificate of need, there were no less than 10 amendments made to that bill, many, most of which discussed uh, mandates and discussed uh, when mandates could be enforced or not. And Mr. Machiki was on the record with the First Amendment as voting yes, which would have created a watered-down version of a vaccine mandate. Uh, He was also on the record for voting completely in contradiction to that later on in those Ten Amendments. And when I sat down and talked with him about it, you know, uh, he basically painted himself as a victim that he only serves at the pleasure of the caucus, that he has no, no real authority to do anything. And, um, so why is he there? Right, right. He is the Senate president. Yeah. You know, um, he, he, is, he doesn't have as much power as, as the people are in the Senate president. Is right, what you're saying. right, right. That's makes exa- no sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, he did tell me that he, has, he had control over the chamber. Remember, if you, if you didn't know, the Capitol has been locked down. They opened briefly, but uh, now they have vaccine mandates, or not ma- vaccine, but uh, masking requirements and stuff yeah. back in place. But he said, you know, I opened the Senate chambers back as fast as I could. Well, I went back to gavel to gavel and I looked because he said, you know, first we were able to uh, take our masks off when standing up to speak. Then we were able to take our masks off when sitting at our station. Then uh, the plexiglass came out of the gallery, and then slowly it moved forward until finally all the plexiglass was out of the chamber. Well, that didn't happen until it was like mid-June or July. It was like 127 days after the end of the regular session. And so so he claimed to have this power, this authority, but uh, when I talked to him and I challenged him on masking and the, the, you know just that aspect of the, the mandates on the Capitol, he said verbatim, and I have a recording of this. He said verbatim, it was just a big show. Ah, so, so you know, this stuff has consequences, folks. When you do things for the optics, for the big show, yeah. you lay the foundations for incremental degradation of your liberties, which then becomes tyranny. And that's what we're experiencing right now here down in Soldatna at the Central Peninsula Hospital is medical tyranny so i want to thank you guys for your time we're gonna uh go ahead and sign off my fingers are starting to get cold maybe i need to get a different uh our gloves would be good right you know we we do live in alaska but uh all right folks thanks for tuning in to our second live podcast this time using a, a iphone 8 
and uh, hopefully it came through loud and clear with a good broadcast for you. Uh, be sure to tune in to us weekly uh, on the uh, Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon, uh, brought to you by the Amokan Coffee Social Club. Um, please support our sponsors. Uh, as you know, uh, Dave Sandifer over at Sandifer Stoneworks is a proud supporter. We also have Cold Frontier uh, that supports us, and we'd like you to uh, express your gratitude and thanks to them for being good, strong, conservative voices in our community. Thank you, Jason, for all you do. Well, thank, thank you, guys. And uh, if you have an issue that's important to you that you feel needs an audience, um, come to the Amokan Coffee Social Club. We'd love to have you as a guest. We'd love to have uh, hear what you have to say and bring your voice to the conversation. So we'll talk to you guys later, and uh, God bless, and have a great weekend, everybody.